Hi there, business owner. Do you want a better understanding of business finance, what your numbers actually mean, and stories of the highs and lows of business where I'll be sharing my tips and tricks every week? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 3Bs Podcast with Stephanie. Hello and welcome back to another week and another episode of the 3Bs Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this week, It is National Payroll Week, so the CIPP uh, National Payroll Week is this week, so we'll be on day four by the time this goes live, and I thought this would be a great time to share with you some of the more common mistakes I come across as I'm running payroll for companies, and how to either avoid them, or how to rectify them if those errors occur. So this week's episode might be a little bit shorter than normal, but please do have a listen and if you have any questions regarding payroll please do just drop us an email we also have a new website now so if you head over to www.abcsuk.com you can see the new website with the new branding and there'll be more information on there about all aspects of business development bookkeeping accountancy and payroll on with the episode Payroll in the UK can be a really tricky tricky subject and for a lot of small business owners who run payroll either for themselves on advice of an accountant or have employees and staff members on their payroll, it can be really confusing and not only that, with payroll, the rules, the rates, the changes can happen very frequently. Last tax year there was so many different changes with all the different um budgets that were given covid caused so many different changes to the payroll including furlough and things like that so it's very easy to get confused and make these easy little errors with payroll uh i will always recommend that you outsource your payroll to a either a payroll bureau or your bookkeeper or your accountant should be able to run your payroll for you because it is a very complex error and there is a lot of obligations that directors of limited companies are responsible for when they're an employer uh, and employ people in their business. So one of the first payroll errors that can be quite a headache for employers and employees is incorrect employee information. Now, this isn't always strictly the employer's uh, fault when these errors occur. Sometimes employees will uh, change their name and get married. They will move house Um They may have tax code corrections and for names, addresses, email addresses, those sort of contact informations, the employee should be giving them to the employer as soon as they occur. Um, It is good practice to potentially do a data collection sheet and just check in with your employees on a monthly or quarterly basis and just check that there is no changes you can set up automated emails that go out to employees you can get your bookkeeper or even vas can do that for you just send an email out and just ensure there's been no changes since the last pay period um that can be a good way to correct that error um if things do change from a tax code perspective maybe they have student loans that Uh, need to be deducted maybe there is court arrangements child maintenance that's um like court ordered by the csa that will all come through from the hmrc it you most of the time it comes through now electronically um but some are still sent via paper and it is um the employer's responsibility to check that or whoever's running the payroll should be checking that there's been no changes and no coding notices for example before they prepare each pay run 
if there's ever an error, because with the tax code changes and the notifications from the HMRC, they usually have a date on them from which point it is the next payroll after that date it should be applied to. If you receive a tax code notice that is dated before the payroll that you've just run, you can use um, the HMRC's RTI system real-time information to verify the data and potentially roll back the software and then change the pay and the information that is given to the HMRC so it is then correct. So it's very easy to correct. And it's also very easy for that mistake to be made. So that's the first one that I wanted to share with you. The second one is miscalculating tax and national insurance contributions. Now, I mentioned this because... Not necessarily now, but it's definitely maybe before all the payroll softwares were available. Tax and national insurance was calculated manually. I remember downloading the national insurance tables and scrolling through hundreds of pages to ensure free pay had been calculated correctly to make sure tax and national insurances were taken correctly. And that can often lead to either underpayments or overpayments, which is not an ideal error to have. Um... Either way, because either the business will be paying more to the HMRC than it needs to for national insurance and an employee may receive less take-home pay than they should if there is a miscalculation in the tax and national insurance. If you're still doing it manually, it is definitely worth looking at a software. Uh, we use BrightPay, but there is obviously others available. And it's really important to make sure that that payroll software is up to date because sometimes they have updates that will need doing if there's any changes or if there's any bugs in, in the software, there will be an update done. I also recommend regularly reviewing the calculations and just checking that it is being calculated correctly using the, using the manual way with the tables. If you have hundreds and thousands of employees, that's obviously not very easy. So it is definitely better to seek professional advice from either a payroll bureau, a bookkeeper or accountant that can help you and make sure that those errors are not being made. Another error that I quite often come across in payroll, specifically when the employer is doing their own payroll, um, is late or incomplete submission of payroll information. As I said before, there is lots of obligations that the employer is responsible for, and that is also the deadlines of submitting information to the HMRC um, or missing off data will fall into the employer's responsibility. If you are doing the payroll yourself and you're not outsourcing it, I recommend setting reminders for submission deadlines and create a, a standardised process that you follow every single month because it makes it much easier if you do the same thing every single month. The muscle memory means that you will eventually make sure you don't miss a step in that payroll procedure. Maybe that's um, an employee has had a bonus and it's not been included on the pay slip, Or maybe there is... Um, a deadline coming up and you know that it's falling on a weekend potentially or a day you're not working or a day you're on annual leave having that reminder of that deadline I tried to set my reminder at least a week before so you've got time to schedule time in that week to sit down and do the payroll if you're doing it yourself and make sure that you don't miss the deadline there is penalties that can be applied there's interest that can be added on top of the debt they can pass it on to debt companies if you don't pay tax and NI in time and don't submit correctly and, and, and on time so that is something that as I say happens mainly when you're doing your own bookkeeping but if you are and you're not outsourcing definitely look into setting those reminders for yourself 
Also, uh, HMRC have a basic PAYE tools. If you have less than 10 employees, that's a completely free software that will really help with filing and making sure that everything is correctly added and not omitted from your pay information every time you do a pay run. And this one is, it is a bookkeeping payroll related error I see often, but it also sometimes falls into the HR or human resources element of a business. Most small business owners don't have a HR department and it often falls um, under the responsibilities of a bookkeeper or an accountant or whoever's running the payroll. Um, And that is uh, statutory leave, annual leave and benefits. So if you have employees who are going on statutory leave, which is maternity leave or paternity leave, for example, um, or they're receiving any benefits in kind, maybe you're giving them a discounted gym membership or health insurance or use of a company vehicle. All these things need to be included into the pay and calculated at the correct rates, which you can always find at gov.uk. Also, annual leave. So understanding annual leave is something that I find many small business owners struggle with. In our practice, when we run the payroll, we will also take on the responsibility of calculating annual leave for you. One error we've come across quite recently is the... It's not an error. One one challenge or situation that comes up and has come up quite recently is those with term time contracts. So those with term time contracts can be children's activities providers or teachers people like that, is that recently there was a case, a, a teacher's union that went to the European courts um, and because they believed it was unfair and the rulings were changed around how annual leave is calculated and entitlement is calculated um, since that court case was resolved. And I feel like a broken record, but if you are seeking guidance from an accountant, a payroll bureau or a bookkeeper, they are on top of all of these these changes, these informations. As a small business owner, you probably don't have the time to go and search every pay run or every couple of months, or every quarter to make sure there's been no legislation changes on top of the HMRC's tax rates and national insurance contributions and the different schemes that have come around in the last couple of years. Um, you, are, as the employer, are ultimately responsible and any failures um, to notify the HMRC correctly can result in ultimately fines, penalties and more serious infractions. And that brings me to the end of another episode. I giggled because at the beginning of this recording this episode, I said it's going to be a shorter one this week. It's not going to be as long of a podcast episode. And 15 minutes is getting ever closer. Um, These payroll errors are common. Uh, They're the ones we see the most in practice. But that's not an exhaustive list. There's so many um, payroll errors that can be made because it is such a complex part of of running a business. Um, If you do have any issues or have any questions or are looking to outsource your payroll please do email us um, you can email us at hello at abcsuk.com or info at abcsuk.com or head to the website that i mentioned at the beginning www.abcsuk.com and fill in the contact form and myself or we will we'll get hold of you and we can discuss what your requirements are 
even if it's just that you have an, uh, a potential error or something you're a little bit worried about, please do get in touch. I'm more than happy to help where I can. Um, it's so important to ensure that your business maintains accurate and compliant payroll processes in the UK. As I say, they change very regularly, they change very frequently, and there's a lot of nuances. There's no one-size-fits-all rule. Uh, one of the things I used to come across quite a lot is when there would be people who were like, discuss their wage slips with other employees and they're like but I'm earning the same as him why does he take home more than me and there's so many reasons why that could be it could be that their tax code's different it could be that they're have transferred the marriage allowance across to their their spouse it, there's so many reasons why two people who earn exactly the same amount through a payroll could be getting less payroll um take home pay and that's before we go into auto-enrolment, pensions and all that that's also part of payroll. Do consult a an accountant or payroll provider to minimise the risk of errors and stay up to date with the changing regulations. It really is the best way. Prevention is better than reaction. So have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week for the next episode. And that brings us to the end of another week of the three B's podcast with Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you could like subscribe, rate and review this podcast, wherever you are listening to it so that I can reach more business owners and help them build better businesses. See you next week for the next episode.